Welcome to the Olive Podcast Happy to Host series. I'm Janine, Olive's Deputy Editor. And I'm Gerd, Olive's regular columnist and trends expert. This series will be asking some of our favourite food creators how they entertain, from cosy gatherings to feeding a crowd. And we'll be getting plenty of tips and tricks to help raise your hosting game, just in time for the party season. I'm delighted to welcome Ed Kimber to the podcast. Ed is a baker, food writer, TV personality and the author of six brilliant books, including his last Small Batch Bakes, which was a Sunday Times bestseller. He also publishes a Substack newsletter as The Boy Who Bakes, as well as Insta, TikTok, and you've just brought out a merch range as well, Ed. What don't you do these days? Have a social life. <laughs> well, oh, thank you so much for coming My to chat My pleasure. To Always us welcome to come back. And share all of your hosting tips with me and Gerd. It's so great to have you here. It's um, going to be the simplest hosting <laughs> tips ever. No, I know no. everyone else you've had on who's going to put on way more of a spread no, than no, I do. No, 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 no. Um, but my first question is, um, I've just asked you my, around my house, um, I'm offering you welcome drink, what would be your perfect welcome drink? Ooh, so I have been drinking a lot of lower ABV things, Okay. not because I'm not having alcohol, but sometimes I think it's kind of, it's a nicer, kind of more relaxed environment really. So I drink a lot of vermouth um, and I love a Blanco vermouth. So it's not quite sweet. It's not quite, so it's not quite white vermouth. It's not quite red vermouth. It's okay. kind of a little bit briny, a little bit sweet, kind of citrusy. But it's like the perfect sipping yeah. drink. Yeah. Super refreshing. And On its own, over ice? I normally have it over ice. Okay. You can put a splash of soda in if you want, but I really like it neat over ice, mm. maybe with just a slice Great. of orange or lemon. Yeah. Um, and I think it's bit we spent some time in Spain last year and I just kind of became obsessed with it. But it's yeah. also just it's a really easy going. It's not gonna give you a hangover if you just have a you know, a tipple at the yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So for me often like I'm not a big drinker at home on my own because my partner doesn't drink much at all. Yeah. And so for me, if I go, oh, I really fancy a drink. Just a little might something. Might have a vermouth because yeah. it's really just easy going and it kind of is just nice and mellow. And, yeah. and they open up the palate, those slightly yeah, bitter drinks if you're having yeah. a good meal. It's very trendy at the minute as well, isn't it, vermouth? Vermouth <laughs> and tonic. And white port and tonic. I, mean, I do love, also love a white port and tonic. I love yes, white port and tonic. Yeah. It feels more summery though. Yeah, I know what you mean, but it, to me, it kind of it gives me slightly more Mediterranean G and T vibes, yeah. which I love. But um, yeah, I do love a white pot and tonic, I but I just don't like when they shove olives in it because olives deserve to be in nothing. <laughs> so I want it without There's olives. A controversial we'll come on to that. Okay. okay. I had a sandwich lunch. I had the surprise olives, and it was very disappointing. Oh no, oh. not the surprise olive. That's like the surprise anchovy for me. I'm like, get that away from me. Thank you. Um, Let's talk a little bit about your hosting style, mm -hmm. just overall. What are you, formal, informal? Definitely informal. Yeah. Partly because we live in London, so our apartment isn't very big. Yeah. It's big enough that we have like a dining room table, but we have to move the sofa to okay. fit everyone around the, <laughs> the table. So it's definitely informal, but it's also because to me, I think it's the same thing about kind of Christmas. I don't want to spend all my time with guests in a kitchen. What's yeah. the point? So I like informal. I think it sets the right tone. And I think it's just more enjoyable for everybody, not just your guests, but also you as the yeah. host. So for me, informal is is absolutely 
the okay. way to go. For and sure. are you, well, in terms of the food, are you serving courses? Are you doing meze style? Are you doing a bit of a mix of everything? Yeah, it's definitely more of a mix, I would say. Um, I would normally have some things out for when people get okay. there. Okay, so like arrival nibbles. Yeah, nibbles and, and often things that I haven't made um, yeah. because I think same reasoning, like when you're having people over, cutting corners is fine. I'm not going to be snobby about it. Like, you can get great things, why not serve them? And then often for the meal, it's kind of a scattergun approach sometimes. Um, normally we kind of will make three or four things and kind of just throw it at the table so there'll be a couple of sides. It all end, might end up being sides to kind of create a main. Yeah. Or there might be a hero thing with other things kind of circling around it. Um, but yeah, if, if there is courses, it would be that and a dessert. Yeah. Um, there's very rarely like, I'm never going to make a three course meal at home um, because it feels way too formal yeah. to me. Is, and, is there like a style of food that you go to or, or a, the food of a country that you regularly return to that you really enjoy? So when we cook at home day to day, my partner is a lawyer, has very long hours. I'm freelance, so I try and cram in a lot of work. Yeah. Plus, we have a little pooch that takes up every second of our day. So uh, weekday cooking is done primarily because of uh, saving time. Yeah. So it's simple. So when we do have people over, we tend to enjoy the cooking process as part of it, the two of us. Oh, that's nice. So often it's things that take a long time to cook. Because we might enjoy the process or more often than not, we go, okay, what new cookbooks have we had or what do we want to try that we haven't had before and kind of use it as a way for us to enjoy it. So it's not always that we fall back on things we've made before, but we do very often fall into Indian cooking, Malaysian, Italian appears a lot. Um, If we're being, this might sound (laughs) ridiculous to other people, but if we're being really lazy, I'll get the pizza oven out and I'll make pizzas. But to me, as someone who bakes for a living, pizza dough is the easiest thing in the world to make. So I can make pizza without thinking about it. So that it kind of falls along that pattern. But I love that idea of turning the hosting into something that you enjoy. Because actually, that that time to actually, if there is a recipe that you want to try a cookbook, like actually like li- like lingering over the process instead of being like I've got to get dinner on the table that's really nice yeah, yeah I, I think it is it's really I don't know cooking to it was, has always been fun but I think as you get older and you have more responsibilities sometimes the time to enjoy it is harder to find yeah and so even though I spend literally all day in a kitchen it's not the same thing as cooking for ourselves to actually eat yeah um, so it is a really nice kind of like last night we, we literally have friends come over this weekend and we, Mike, my partner, said to me, what cookbooks have you been sent recently? Yeah. What can we make from there? And so uh, we were having a slightly stressful evening, so we didn't end up spending some time, but we've got a stack of books at home, which yours is on there, uh, Gerd, because uh, we love the cookbook. <laughs> oh, um, I love it. But the, we will go through it, and basically it will have to meet two criteria. One is, will the people who come like it because yeah. we know their tastes? Yeah. And two... This is something we've been meaning to cook, yeah. but haven't had an excuse I to cook that. it. So. And what, so what roles do you play? Are, are you like head chef and Mike helps? Uh, or? It depends. So often when we have people coming over, Mike will do a lot of the cooking yeah. purely because I do most of the cooking during Just the week because I have day. a bit more time. Yeah. Um, but it depends. Like Often I will fall into the role of I'll make dessert because it's what I'm good at. It's what you're good at. Um, and then Mike will often use that kind of as a, a moment for him to kind of enjoy being in the kitchen, which yeah. he doesn't get to do as much okay. because of work. So, yeah. yeah, it's kind of a shared thing for sure.
And then what are your kind of absolute go-to killer dishes? Like a sweet and a savory maybe that never fail hosting crowd entertaining yeah. crowd pizza. So dessert, I'll start, I'll start with dessert first because I can think of the other things first. <laughs> uh, but dessert, I think you, again, keeping it relatively simple. So I think there is one ultimate kind of dinner party dessert that everyone likes is a little bit retro but everyone loves it and it's so easy to make and it's tiramisu I love, that's yeah, my favourite it's the it's, you can fancy up you can make yeah. it slightly differently yeah. but everybody loves tiramisu yeah. it's the easiest thing in the world yeah. to make and, and it, you can make it yeah. so much better than most people make it at home really easily because it's just about good ingredients yeah. so you can make the best tiramisu at home with no effort. So what's an Ed Kimber tiramisu? What booze are you adding? What what are, what are the adornments that you're putting into it? So I say pretty classic okay. um, because even though I just said you can play around with it, I think most <laughs> versions that I've are played around with it are But So it is a classic mascarpone yeah. base. Yeah. I thought there's a restaurant that has gone viral yeah. in Manchester. We talked about this actually yeah, on, yeah, on yeah. DM. So, you know, is it Ombar? Ombar, yeah, okay. In Manchester. It's a pop-up. Ombar, yeah. Ombar, yeah. It's right. a pop-up pasta restaurant. And they went uh, viral because they have this uh, restaurant drawer. Oh, with the drawer. Yeah, with exactly. the tiramisu drawer. Yes. Their tiramisu has no mascarpone. I know. Wow. Which to me is really so strange. I can understand it being... Biscuits. It's a They call it... They say it's a Chantilly. Right. But that to me is like, well, I don't quite get it because... Mm. It has mascarpone in it. Because mas- mascarpone and egg is the it's classic, a, like, yeah, isn't it? It's a, like it's a it's custard, yeah. basically. Yeah. An uncooked yeah. custard or a cooked custard, depending yeah. on how you make it. But really, the Italian version is with alcohol, without mm. alcohol. They're the real yeah. two variations. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mine always has alcohol in yeah. it because it needs to. I think it was just the draw, to be fair to them. We were all in love with oh, the draw. I mean, it was, we just it the was incredible. I literally posted on my Instagram story, what one of these in my kitchen. But yeah, it has to be a classic mascarpone cream. Yeah. And then... What alcohol are you adding? So I like rum. Yeah, okay. Ooh. A lot of people like really? rum. Yeah, mm. I'm not a big um, uh, fan of kind of the more classical uh, alcohol in there. Yeah. Mainly all kind of things that are What's more the classic tavern there? Is it kind of... It's a... literally disappeared out of my head Is for it a second. Madeira? It's not Madeira, but it's a fortified It's fortified. wine. It's often masala. Masala, masala. that's it. Masala, yeah. masala. you began with yeah. them. I just also, couldn't I never make... have masala in the house. Who does? Yeah. I mean, what do you do with it apart from make tiramisu? in my yeah. house. Yeah. Um... So I, I, I some people also like rum. to double up on the coffee and do Kahlua. So I, I think also that's something fine, like that. But yeah, the, I really like dark <laughs> rum because it has that kind yeah. of brown yeah. sugar sweetness, that to, sweetness it. to it. Yeah. yeah, and I think it goes so well so with coffee. Good. Yes, um, and you can get amazing mm. dark rum. So I love it that yeah. way. The only thing the difference is I think you can choose between the moussey variety where yes. you're whipping in a lot of egg whites and yeah, it kind of yeah, sits yeah. and you can cut a slice of it. I prefer it where it's more creamy and rich. So I either very lightly whisk egg whites and fold it through or leave out the egg whites okay. entirely. Okay. And it's mainly because I think it tastes better because when you whip through egg whites through the mascarpone cream, you aerate it and it means it becomes lighter yeah. and it's not as rich and intense. So my tiramisu that I often serve at uh, dinner parties is really small. It's a couple of mouthfuls, really. So it's just a little um, kind of rich. It's like a little intense. cup. Yeah, it's yeah. really intense. You okay. have it with um, you know, a glass of yeah. coffee maybe or a, okay. a, a drink. Um, and then your savoury dish? Savoury dish does change a lot. Um, <laughs> I swear I'm not trying to <laughs> give you loads of compliments, but I was thinking about back to the last thing that we made for friends coming over, and we made your, I'm going to forget the name of it, it's the paneer dish. Ah. Um, I'm going to forget which one it is now. The, the 
uh, chili paneer. Yes, I think it's, yeah. we make that a lot for people oh. because it's really easy it's to super make. Super simple. Um, but often we make like a butter chicken yeah. a lot of time because it's really easy to make and I can do it quickly. Another vote for butter chicken. We had one this yeah, we uh, did. Again, it's like series. Yeah. Brits love curry. So, yeah. you know, or we'll do something like um, I'll cook something really slowly, like yeah. a ragu or yeah. something. That's nice, yeah. Um, it kind of goes in with the season a little bit, so I'll go lighter and kind of picky things if it's summer. Um, and if it's winter, I want something yeah. that's kind of sticks your ribs. But um, I do change what we cook a lot. Yeah. So it's Good not choice, always, yeah. um, sometimes it follows a pattern, but yeah, it's not always the yeah. same. Do you have ingredients that you kind of rely, like hero ingredients? I know you probably do in baking. I, I know some of your mm. hero ingredients are like <laughs> cardamom. <laughs> yeah, no, it's making a face at me because we, we, we've been down this road. But I also know, as you were talking about tiramisu there, that um, whenever Ed recommends a like a sweet thing or a way to do something, I listen to him because I Thanks. know he's made that about fifteen <laughs> yeah. times to get to the perfect iteration of it. So, so you know, but but like, what other ingredients, sweet and savoury, do you do you like that you always have in your store cupboard? So I do think there is things that we have kind of in mm. the cupboard in the fridge that are things you can add to enhance flavour. Yeah. So we have things like. Um, always have tahini in the I fridge for tahini, sweet yeah. and for savoury things. And you make a really quick sauce yeah. with you know tahini and lemon juice and salt and really it's the easy. Best, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, we have um, tamarind paste. Oh, we yeah, have tamarind. in there. Mm. Um, we'll have like harissa. Yeah. Um, kind of lots of those jars of like those kind of great flavour enhancers from around yeah. the world. Yeah. And if it's something just tastes a bit flat, we just throw it in yeah. and try and make it taste better. And they all keep forever as well. Oh, don't well, if they things, don't, yeah. we keep them forever. Yeah. Oh, they, <laughs> they get better. I think we found three jars of tamarind in the fridge of the day. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of things like that where you can just kind of give a dish yeah. Yeah. more punch. Mm. What um, do you do What do you do if you find, because I'm just asking for a friend, what do you do <laughs> if you find a jar and it says, and I'm sure they just do this as a disclaimer, it'll say, once opened, um, use within, keep refrigerated, but use within oh, like eight days. And I'm on. like, come on, it's not, there's no mold on it. It looks fine. I'm sure that they're just Sniff covering test. their... Yeah, I, I don't think, so there's best before and use, um, by, yeah. use by. Best before is, is literally what it means. It, it's not a strict rule. Yeah. Use before supposedly is more of a strict rule, but... But fair enough I think if it's if you a cook chicken a leg, but if it's like harissa, I mean, yeah, come on, I that's, just, that's built to exactly. stick. I, I feel it? like those things only get better with age <laughs> in the fridge, actually. has <laughs> got some 10 year old harissa you know, Really, it's, you know, it's a vintage. Aging things is a thing, yeah. isn't it? Aged sort of Fermenting can be very yeah. dangerous. Anyway, in terms of the kind of vibe, the atmosphere, do you have table settings? Do you have candles? Do you have doilies and all this sort of stuff or are you very much a kind of I guys mean, you know me very well good. I definitely have doilies yeah. everywhere got, I feel like you've got a, a doily draw I don't a doily a draw of doilies I'm definitely a candle person yeah. okay um, I am definitely a big big candle person we have yeah. candles everywhere around do the you? house yeah would you spend a lot of money on a candle we do spend some money I'm not someone who's spending like diptyque money right okay um, but uh the guys who run Earl of East make yes. the best scented oh, really? candles. Incredible. Yeah, they have a few shops around London. What's really your favourite scent? Oh, I literally have about six of them. <laughs> um, we have one called Jardin de la Lune, which is beautiful. Oh, Smoke wow. and musk. Smoke and musk is great. It's like a whole new world. It's like a No, it's great. Fragrances are really yeah. big thing that I love. Yeah. And I, I think like you can it. really definitely set an atmosphere 
A, from lighting, because candles obviously no add to lighting. No one's ever said fragrance, though. And, I mean, so far in the series, and I think that's a great shout. I think when you walk into somewhere, yeah. it's one of the first things you notice. And obviously, you've got the food. Yeah. But the amount of times people walk into our house and say, oh, my God, your house smells amazing. Yeah. It's, it's nice because it kind of makes you feel more relaxed, I think. You don't want to walk in and just, I don't know, smell Dettol or cleaning supplies you yeah. you want to feel like cozy and i think candles and from both reasonings from scent and from the light they provide yeah. can really help set that kind of chilled mood but it's definitely about a relaxed environment yeah. so you're not you're not putting the rave music on then <laughs> no, not 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 now maybe a few years ago <laughs> Maybe come one a.m. when the moon's yeah. gone down a little bit. No, by too that easily. point, we're all like, mm, "Should we just go to, we should actually by one a.m. I'm already in bed." <laughs> <laughs> Me too. We've talked a bit about your kind of your like eating kind of style, so mm-hmm. it's, it's a bit more sort of mezzy, maybe. Yeah, a bit more that but way, you yeah. might have a main dish. Um, are you big on kind of delegating? Do you think that it's important guests bring something, or are you feeling no? Like... Actually, okay. I I don't know. I, I always think it's very nice when people bring mm, something. Okay. I would never expect anyone to bring something. To me, especially these days, you know, if you're going to leave your house and come around, that's a nice thing yeah. to do. And mm-hmm. that, to me, is part of it. And to me, if you're coming to my house, it's because I'm hosting you. So I don't, if someone doesn't turn up with something, I do not think that's a faux pas. Yeah. I know it was kind of seen like you always have to take something. And to be honest, we always do when we go somewhere. I, I, it does not matter to me in the slightest. Yeah. We will always have the alcohol. We will always have all the food needed. So you don't need to bring yeah. anything. I think certain occasions are different. Like Christmas is very different. You know, yeah. all hands on deck, everyone help. But if you're coming over for a meal on a weekend, you're there because I would like to, you know, give you some hospitality. Yeah. So it's not required at all in my mind. Um, it's very nice when people do, but... It's never something I expect. What should they bring you? A candle? <laughs> I mean, if someone's to bring me a candle, <laughs> yeah. that's lovely. Okay. But um, I, yeah, I generally, it, it does not bother me. So I find it really, I think it's, I don't know if it's British or just general, but yeah. I find it really funny when there's a, that panic of, oh my God, we haven't got anything to take. To like, take, yeah. You're going, you're giving yourself, <laughs> yeah. you know. So I, I think to me, yeah, I, I'm not too fussed. And do you and Mike take as much care over kind of the... The what do you do you match wines when you decided? Do you no. think about the drinks or did I don't good because I was starting to feel a little bit relaxed, no, you know? About, like, what a, no, it's like, oh, have we got any wine in? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely that. Sometimes, like, if I'm in the right mood, and to be honest, nearer Christmas, I get in the mood of, yeah, I might make a drink for that evening. But oh, normally nice. it's like, what have I got? Can I make like a cocktail? Yeah. Either when people get there instead of something that I would like. Because I think sometimes making a cocktail as like the starting drink is quite nice. Mm. Um, and I, to be honest, through work, I have a weirdly large collection of alcohol. I was going to ask yeah. about your, because I I know that you're quite partial to putting a, a booze yeah, in a bake, a as it were. It's great. <laughs> um, but also I think some of them can have amazing flavours. Yeah. So like, I'm not a, a vodka person because I think it tastes of nothing. Yeah. But like, you know, dark rum can have so many different flavors. So can gin, and mm. I, I think it's amazing. So, I do have a lot of alcohol, and often when people come over, making a cocktail is a great way to use it yeah. up. So, um, but normally it's much more low key than that. Over the years, are there any like food fads and trends for dinner parties? Like, are you? A, I feel like you're a fondue set person. No, maybe. no. <laughs> is there any of those like dinner party trends? No. Tra- I don't know. Um, I don't know. No, I don't know if there is really. I like I've never done a butterboard or any no, of those things. Yeah. But 
I don't know. If it sounds delicious, I would probably do it. You'd try it, yeah. I'm not someone who's looking for a trend to make to kind no. of impress someone yeah. in that way. Um, to me, I just want something that's really delicious. And to be honest, I think I think about cooking at home the way about what I want to eat in a restaurant, yeah. which is incredibly unpretentious. Like a 16-course tasting menu generally is the last thing in the world no, I want to absolutely have. absolutely agree. Mainly because I just, I don't think they're very comfortable. I don't, uh, they're way too pretentious a lot of the time. And, and you're hungry at the end. Yeah, they're just not <laughs> delicious. Yeah. I want a big bowl of something delicious. Yeah. And also and that's kind of how I think about By the time it home. gets to you, it's had seven people with tweezers yeah. printed on the thing. And then it's cold. It's just not. And it's like. I tell you what, we went to a really trendy restaurant in London recently and it was so disappointing. Oh, a friend no. of mine from the US was in and she was giving me a meal as like a thank you. And so we went to this really beautiful, gorgeous restaurant. <laughs> and everything was so disappointing. No. The the starter we had was like meant to be a fried thing and it was stone cold. Oh, and everything else was just like I'm sure this is a great piece of fish, but there's nothing on it. It doesn't taste of anything. Mm. And it was just so woefully disappointing. Did you and it was so expensive. Yeah. I didn't, no. Because um, we're, we're British. We're British. <laughs> we just don't do that. But it was just so sad because the room is gorgeous yeah. and like it's been hyped up to the nth degree. Yeah. And I was just so disappointed. I was expecting like an amazing meal. And I should have gone with my gut and gone to somewhere that I know is going to serve yeah, big I think, flavors. Yeah, because we we, we talked um, earlier on about you know restaurants make just making you feel good, and it's not just the food. It's like we were saying the atmosphere, the smell yeah. when you walk in, the, so the way it makes you feel. This restaurant was amazing on every other regard. Really, oh, oh, the Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> smell perfect because they had Earl of East candles. The room, beautiful service, a brilliant. The whole thing was amazing. The food was just meh. It was re- right. it was like the definition of meh to me, yeah, and okay. it was so disappointing. We're not, yeah, we're not. I'll tell you the thing you've named and shamed afterwards. We are getting the name of that place. Yeah. Um, are there any like really memorable magical dinners or times you've been hosted that you really remember and what was it about it that you oh, that, that stays with you good question oh I'll tell you one that was a really so it was my partner's 30th birthday yeah and we had gone to Wales we were in middle of nowhere in Wales and we had tried to plan things that he would love for his birthday so we'd rented a house in the middle of nowhere yeah it had a hot tub outside and it was freezing in Wales we still used the hot tub every day <laughs> <laughs> and it was um, his family and me. So it was just the five of us. Yeah. And um, he loves the restaurant Gymkhana and mm. loves Indian food more than anything. And so it was it was uh, around the kind of COVID time had just passed, but everyone was still doing deliveries. I had to finagle having this banquet of Gymkhana food delivered oh to <laughs> his parents' house so they could freeze slash refrigerate whatever was needed and then they packed it into cool boxes and then we drove it to Wales but then for his birthday obviously I would normally make a cake or something but we were travelling to Cardiff so I couldn't so my friends run an amazing bakery called Thai Malin in Cardiff we were not near Cardiff by the way and I just happened to reach out to them and said um, I really want to get a birthday cake for Mike do you happen to work with a courier that could get that to us. I think yeah. it was an hour and a half's drive away from Cardiff. So not, uh, and I'm, I'll pay for everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just would like to do something nice. It's his 30th birthday. And 
they said originally that the cake would be delivered and it would be waiting for us at this house. Yeah. Got to the house and it wasn't there. I was a bit panicked because I had no backup. And we were there was literally nothing in this village. And I called them and said, oh, um, you know that courier? Do you know when it's coming? And the two of them who run it, they are uh, a couple. And uh, the wife said to me, oh, I'm the courier, which blew me away. It was oh. such a generous thing to do. And she turned up about an hour later, and not only did she bring the cake that I had ordered, she brought us pastries for the week, all this amazing stuff. And so on his birthday, we just, you know, we had this hot tub outside in the freezing cold (laughs) with, like, champagne sat outside. And then we had this feast of Gymkhana food, like, one of uh, an amazing restaurant in London. And then we had this, like, plethora of bakers from an amazing bakery. And it was kind of partly because it was just perfect for him but also because like people had been really generous um, uh, generous and just gone way beyond what I ever expected to happen and so that to me is like that is kind of a perfect example of where it's more to me about Things that happen to yeah. people. Yeah. The food was amazing as well, but in some ways, the memory of it is nothing to do. But with But you the food. like facilitated it all, even though like you, it's probably quite nice as well for you to step back and not be the person cooking and stressing about the oh, dessert and stressing yeah. about the cooking as well. So you it's, got to enjoy it. Yeah. There is something about that. Sometimes it's really nice to be cooked for. But yeah. I think that there's nothing more like anxiety inducing than going to someone's house who's hosting you, you and yeah. the host being in a state of anxiety. Oh, and God, then yeah. every, oh, it yeah. just That's so, why I think I try not yeah. to do that at all. And actually all. if you all get there and you're ha- and the host is having the best time then 100%. everyone else is going to have a great time yeah. as well. That's why I think preparing ahead for everything is also yeah. the best thing. Like, I think I that's try the, not to have anything the that lesson needs that I've cooking. learned more than anything is make as much as you possibly Definitely. can ahead because then it's in the bunk and you don't yeah. have to worry yeah. about it. You know. So imagine you could have a fantasy dinner party with three or four guests, either alive or dead. <laughs> who would who would you have round, and what would you be making for them? So a soppy answer, I guess. Um, so my mum's mum, my nana, yeah. passed away when I was three, so I never really got to know her. But she has been oddly present in my career to some degree because she was a very big baker so like my christmas cake recipe is her oh, recipe wow. from over 100 years ago there's a gingerbread recipe that every every time i make it for people they just love it and it's yeah. her recipe and i have a handwritten recipe um and it's she's one of those people where my older siblings and my older family uh just always talk about her in this really positive light and they constantly tell me that she'd be really proud about what I've done with her recipes and my career and so I think it'd be really nice to kind of just be able to meet her I guess and spend some time with her but also just I would like to cook with her to be honest that would be really special Um, and I don't know if I would make her things because she might think they're really simple (laughs) and like why are you trying to serve this gingerbread cake or something fancy uh, actually, I did a pop-up in Fortnum's years ago, and I said to my mum, I'm definitely going to serve Nana's gingerbread recipe yeah. because that to me is really funny mm. because it's her really humble Lancashire gingerbread from our background, which was uh, at the time she came from quite a humble uh, background. So the idea that this incredibly fancy department store was serving my Nana's gingerbread I thought was really funny. Yeah. Um, but she would definitely be number one. Um, and then, oh, who else would I want? I th- I think it's really interesting sometimes. It doesn't always work when you have, like, a big dinner party and there's people that don't know each other. Mm. 
and have completely different backgrounds yeah. and they kind of, you know, learn from each other and kind of chat. Sometimes it's terrible because it does not work. But sometimes it's really interesting to yeah. meet new people that way. So maybe someone from a completely different world to me. So yeah. like an actor that I love, maybe, or an artist or yeah. um, an author. I keep thinking of people <laughs> who would li- who actually like food. And I keep coming back to like Russell Tovey. Because like, mm. he oh, seems to be him. someone who loves yeah. food. Like he seems to yeah, be in yeah, around yeah, it. Yeah. Um, Plus, it, it doesn't hurt to have a very handsome man. No, and you know, whilst you're quite easy party. on the eye. Yeah. Not sure how my nana would feel about that, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then maybe a musician that I'd love. Some, uh, maybe someone like. Um, uh, do you know who I, I I just went to see her final night at Ali Pali when see Jessie wears. Oh yeah, uh, so yeah. Thing, yeah. it was so good. Yeah. And obviously, she loves yeah. her food. Loves yeah. food. Yeah. I would say yeah. I think she would also be great to chat with. Yeah. Be good fun, wouldn't just she? because she seems really fun and also seems to actually genuinely love food not one of those celebrities who's kind of gone okay I'll do food now because my career's not going well there seems to be a genuine love for it so that'd be a weird threesome but um, (laughs) yeah whatever you know the vermouth would be flowing (laughs) yes um so lastly we're coming up to the biggest dinner party of the year which is Christmas Tell us all about Christmas round yours or round your family or wherever it is that you're going to be spending. What sort of things do you do? What traditions you have? Well, I have never really cooked Christmas dinner. So this year will be the first time I've done everything. Wow. And there was a COVID year when we got stuck in London because you couldn't leave. Um, but we cut corners. We didn't do it properly. You know, we just, it was a last minute uh, kerfuffle to get everything together. Yeah. But this year we are actually hosting for the first time. We were supposed to have moved into our new house by that point, so we were like, come down, enjoy Christmas with us, but we're still in our flat, so there'll be a slight squeeze of people. But um, we're keeping things relatively classic. Um, Because we are a couple whose families live all over the place, we do have a kind of lots of traveling. So there will be corners cut, things that we're buying to kind of help us in yeah. advance. But it'll be pretty classic. Um, so like my, How many people? Not many. So it'll be my, uh, me and my partner and then my old brother and my parents. So yeah. okay. uh, only five of us. Okay. Um, so not a huge amount of people to cook for. Um, but, you know, it's a small apartment, small kitchen. Do they make any, like, oh, you, you must have this or we must have... Um, so they haven't required anything. Okay. And we have always said that if we were going to do Christmas, we wouldn't necessarily do classic at all. Oh, really? Not because okay. we don't like it. Like, no. I love a classic dinner, yeah, but yeah. just do something different yeah. for once. But we have ended up doing classic mainly because we are very rushed off our feet. So there will be turkey, there will be a ham, there will be Yorkshire's. I can tell you the weird thing that we'll have, and I think I tell this on lots of podcasts because I think it's really funny. So my partner's family, there's a really weird long story. I won't get into it. But basically, (laughs) they love to serve with their roast dinners, including Christmas dinner, baked beans. Oh. Really? Yes. So that's just a quirk of the family. There is a weird medical reason, but that's not the current reason why they serve it. There was a kind of like malnourishment <laughs> reason where someone was worried about a child like decades and decades ago about oh, not eating so, enough. So and the doctor was put, like, beans are fine. Whatever they'll eat, just put it on yeah. your side. And this yeah, is yeah. like a couple of generations yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. But for some reason, they say that's the reason that the whole of his family that's love bad. beans on wow. things. So he is threatening to do baked beans on Christmas dinner. But I genuinely think he will be the only one that eats it because it's not something we do on Christmas dinner. Mm. Um, and I think my family would be just 
kind of confused. <laughs> so where, where are you from? You're from originally? Yorkshire. Yorkshire. We're from Yorkshire. So and you, and you mentioned Yorkshire South. puddings and we, my grandma used to serve Yorkshire puddings on Christmas well, so we dinner. We don't actually. Um, no, you don't. My parents never did, um, but we will be, I think, just because why not? Yeah. Um, but everything else will be pretty, pretty classic. Thingy, yeah. yeah. Um, I think you always need an extra carb on the plate. Of course you do, yeah. <laughs> as and then many things you carbs could... as possible, not and it, one. And, not it, just and if you've carbs. got leftover Yorkies, they can be like yeah, a vessel for stuffing yeah. leftovers Left into over Yorkshires. <laughs> what? That's not a thing. <laughs> if there's leftovers, they get eaten there yeah. and then. Surely that's the whole point of leftovers: is you make treble. Yeah, and then, and then you, you go, eat treble yeah, okay. during the dinner. <laughs> the one thing that there has to be leftovers of is stuffing yes. and ham. Yeah, because they stuffing to me sandwiches. are the two main things for leftover sandwich. sandwiches. Sandwiches. Yeah. yeah, my sister. Everything else big. can change, but stuffing and ham have to be the primary part of it. Definitely, yeah, I love that. That sounds like a perfect Christmas day. Well, thanks so much for coming to chat to us, Ed. My and, pleasure. Um, let's do a shout out for what what's happening with you, your your new merch range, <laughs> yes. which is which is wearing on. If you if you go and have a look on social, it um, the posts, it, um, it's brilliant. What is it? Well, t-shirts. It, it's it's everything. It's t-shirts, hoodies, caps, yeah. um, sweatshirts. But basically, I always fancied doing some merch just for fun, to yeah, be honest. it's cool. And I was never one of those people that was, I don't know if it's big-headed or not, but to put my own like name on something. Yeah. And so I thought, no one's going to buy that. So what can I do that would be fun? So I basically thought, oh, I know what. The only thing I put my name to is butter. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just butter-themed merch, but it's really fun. Yeah, so, it's really good fun. Um, but yes, there's a range of merch, which is great. And where can I, where can people connect with you online? And... Uh, you can follow me at The Boy Who Bakes on basically every social media. Okay. And my newsletter, um, Substack, goes out every week or twice a week. Yeah. Uh, if you're a paid subscriber, and that is just The Boy Who Bakes yeah. at Substack. And that's a brilliant Substack. Thanks. Yeah, okay. I'm thrilled with it. We've just got over 20,000 subscribers. Wow. Oh, wow. good job. So, it's a lot of time trying to build that up this year. But yeah. it's great because I can write whatever I want, which yeah. is great. Um, but no, it's, it's a really nice outlet. So I'm loving it. Yeah, it's Fantastic. Great. Well, thanks for coming to chat to us again. It's been pleasure. brilliant. Thanks, Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Olive Podcast. For recipes and more information, head to olivemagazine.com. Do remember to listen out for our effortless bonus episodes where our guests reveal their best cooking cheats, hacks and shortcuts. And don't forget to subscribe at iTunes, Acast, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. 